Hugh Hefner, a true American icon, created an empire that was unrivaled. Although some of us bunnies may have gone rogue, it's because of the love and respect that we received from the man behind it all. Because after all, we did learn from the best. Relive the stories from the most prominent celebrity home in history. What happens in the grotto stays in the grotto. From those of us that lived it. The employees that worked it. And the guests who loved it. And... The, the Mayhem Continues. I'm Brian O'Lynn. We are here with another wonderful, fantastic, fun party atmosphere show of Rogue Bunnies Mayhem. Uh, we have the lovely... Victoria Fuller. Jennifer Pershing. And it's Bryant... With a T. <laughs> Bryant with a T. <laughs> Brian Torowitz. Butler extraordinaire, doctor. Actually, doctor. I should be calling you Dr. Bryant, doctor. right? Yes, doctor. Dr. Horowitz. That's right. Yeah. Dude, welcome, welcome, man. Welcome Thanks. to the show. Thanks for having me. Dude, we've been wanting to get you on for a long time, man. So I'm happy stoked. To be here. And and what a perfect day. Cause uh, I know it's... you and Jen are kind of geeking out for today, right? Dave Day. It is Dave Day. <laughs> so for our listeners, what does Dave Day mean? Dave Day means that tonight it is a Dave Matthews band concert. And oh, Jen and geez. I happen to be <laughs> I Jen, mean, no one's heard that name out my mouth. Jen, oh my Jen, God. Jen and I, I may be, be maybe slight fans. He Dave. might be slightly more of a legit fan than I am because they can do no wrong in his eyes. So, wait, wait, like, wait, 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 wait. Well, You've well, seen Dave Matthew Band uh, how many times, Jennifer? Yeah. I saw it's like a hundred. Yeah. He's wow. seen them more though. Wow. What? what? T- yeah. Tonight's 105 yeah. for me. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. Now, now I remember. I, I, I remember back at the mansion, you were the uh, president of the fan club. <laughs> no, I was just he one, he was. one of the original members. That's all. <laughs> not, not the president. Wow. Well, you say so. I'm just no. I'm just. I'm gobsmacked. And by the way, that was our cameraman who, who couldn't stifle himself. Oh yeah, Michael couldn't hold that back. Well, Michael, Michael, who also was a butler at the mansion. So he, you know, there's a lot of the inside joke of the Dave who, Matthews with the Bryant. Who do you think trained Michael? Oh yeah, that's right. I mean, before he was even of age, he used to come hang out and just sit in the pantry with us. Oh, my God. That's right. Uh-huh. And then we were like, wait, you're actually working here now? All right. I guess I'll train you. Well, I told him he couldn't He couldn't start working until he turned 21. Yep. yep. I said, when he turns 21, then we'll bring him in. Yeah. Thank you for that, man. Of Thanks course. for remembering that. And thanks he for like, you know, you take him under. Every single detail of every single thing <laughs> of every day of his entire life. You know, <laughs> yeah, wow, yeah Brian Horowitz and Alan Loeb. I swear, you two, your brains, you do have those memories. You have yeah. those memories that can like come up with every detail. It's he's like, don't you remember that show in like 2010, and this happened, and then they went into this song, and I'm like, no, I was drunk, like I was vibing, but I don't remember any of that. Touche. Well, maybe part of that is just being sober enough to remember it. I don't know. Yeah, it yeah, could be. That. Well, it I love the be. fact that you both are starting off with the tequila. You're getting your mm-hmm. girls Listen. climbed up for the show tonight. Absolutely. Yeah. What kind of tequila is this? I have no idea. I think this is Patron Silver. Hmm. Yep. Tasty. Wow. Mm-hmm. Is is it mixed with something? A little bit of Perrier, I believe. Oh, okay. Because yeah. it's a large shot glass. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just said I'll have what she's having. It's, so I don't it's, know. it's number four for me, and I'm not talking in cursive yet. So I think we're all right. 
I think we need to reach out to them and uh, tell them they owe us some freaking, uh, you know, sponsorship. Money. sponsorship. Money. <laughs> I'm exci- like, this is exciting for me, though, because every Dave show that you or I have, mm-hmm. we are attached at the hip on our phones. Yep. Like, they're playing this song. They're playing this song. They're playing this song. And the, oh, my God, we're getting this. Oh, my God, we're getting that. And only we understand because everyone thinks we're nuts. <laughs> I even did that to you last night while you were at your own. Yeah, I'm Metallica like, I'm show. at Metallica. And he's like, Yeah, they're playing this. I'm like, I can watch it from my <laughs> app because I follow it too. <laughs> have you, either one of you, ever met him in person? No. Yes. You have? He has. But I've <laughs> met Carter and he named his son after the drummer Carter. I did. So we've met each other's like unobtainable like meet and greet. So it's How'd you been... meet him? You want to know my story? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. Back in 2000, the uh, morning show hosts of K-Rock, Kevin and Bean, used yep. to do, every few months, they do a breakfast with dot, dot, dot. So they had Radiohead on and they had, you know, U2 and stuff like that. So finally, one day they said, oh, we're going to have Dave Matthews. Not the band, just Dave. And they said, you know, for two weeks, they're like, you know, you can call in and answer these trivia questions, which, of course, I knew every answer. Uh, But you have to be like caller 106 or whatever it is, caller 20. And I could not get through for two weeks. And then the week before the breakfast, they said, "Okay, we're going to do something different. If you can do something extraordinary or something crazy on the air, we'll give you a ticket to sit not in the crowd, but behind him on stage on pillows. And so I was like, okay. And so I called up, you know, the the show is from like six to 10. And I called at 530 in the morning, just like geeking out, like, what can I do? And I remember having an old stereo in my room, in my closet. And I'm like, maybe I can break this stereo. They can hear me breaking it. And that would be it. So I call up at 5.30 and the guy's like, people have been calling and saying they're going to break more expensive stuff. We need something better than that. So I'm like, I don't even know what I should do. And then I, I was like, I just woke up. I'm sitting here in nothing but boxer shorts. Like, I'm trying to figure out what to do. And the guy's like, what's near you? And I was living out in the valley out in, in Van Nuys. And uh, I was like, well, there's a Denny's about a mile away. And he's like, I just had an idea. And I was like, I think I know the idea that you had. <laughs> oh, I was no. like, do you want me to walk into Denny's in just my boxer shorts and try to order food. And he's like, I, he was like, I will put you on the air with Kevin and Bean if you do that. And I was like, consider it done. My roommate had just broken his wrist in like six places and he was supposed to go in for surgery that day. And so he woke up like completely disoriented and it's like seven o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, dude, get in the car. You have to drive me to Denny's. And it's like, I have to what? I was so excited for this. I didn't even bring clothes with me. I literally went in the oh, car shit. in just my boxers. He would do that. Yeah. So I get on the air, Kevin and Bean, I'm sitting in the car and they're like, go in and order. So I walked in and I was like, hey guys, I'd like to order some breakfast. Can I get some pancakes or, you know, some eggs? And there was just like an old lady manager there <laughs> and like two bus boys, nobody in the restaurant. And they're just looking at me like I'm an alien and I'm on the air on my cell phone. And then I was like, oh no breakfast let me order some lunch right i'll just order some lunch and they're like no and i said you you guys aren't really going to serve me are you and then kevin and bean are like brian can we get a sidebar so i walk over by the exit and i'm like what's up guys and they're like they're not going to serve you i said i don't think so they said you know what you got to do next and i said no i don't but i bet you're going to tell me and they're like you got to moon them oh and I was like, dude Amazing. i was like do you think so and they're like yeah so I walked back up to the counter and I said to the you manager. You get arrested for that. Yeah. Well, these here, days. Here, yeah. Well, here's the thing, right? So I said, you guys really aren't going to serve me, are you? 
I said, you know, you probably just don't think I have money. I have a wallet. You just can't see it. And uh, they were not, they did not like my so humor. So did you order a moons over my hammy? And <laughs> then. <laughs> I was, hold, so, so, uh, so I was like, all right then. And I turned around and I'm, I had one hand on my cell phone and with my other hand, I mooned him. And you could hear the manager going, that's it. I'm calling the cops. And I was like, guys. And they're like, run, Brian, run. <laughs> so, I ran into the car. I ran into the car and there was like a Krispy Kreme donuts across the street. And I was like, my, my roommate's name was Mike. I was like, Mike, drive, drive to the, just drive to the Krispy Kreme. I don't want the cops coming after me. And he was listening to it on the radio. Oh and uh, so I won. They were like, that was awesome. You get a ticket to be <laughs> sitting on stage behind him. You know, that's when I got the nickname from my friends. They nicknamed me Moons Over My Hammy. That's oh. fantastic. Oh. So... On the day of the actual breakfast, like we were sitting behind him, I got to like shake his hand and say hi, uh, but I didn't actually get to like talk to him. And then in 2001, the next summer concert series, they were doing a few shows in California and then they did two in Vegas at Sam Boyd Stadium where UNLV plays football. So I got tickets to that and there was an opening band. Uh, she was this African singer named Angelique Kijo and we'd seen her through the California, San Francisco, LA shows and then in Vegas. And the first night of Vegas, afterwards, we just happened to be in one of the casinos at Mandalay Bay, and there was the background band for Angelique Kijo. And so me and my friend were like, we love you guys. You guys are amazing. There's three people opening for Dave, but we always come for you because you're awesome. And they're like, well, if you see us tomorrow, say hi. And I had tickets for the second night, like fifth row. So after the opener, we saw the drummer, Tony backstage and so my friend had gotten the Angelique Kijo CD at the merch booth and we were like Tony Tony hey can you send this back to Angelique and have her and the band sign it and and bring it back to us and Tony's like okay well how many of you are there and I was like well it's just me and my friend and then we have like two or three other friends over there and he's like there's only five of you and he's like come back with me oh my god oh, so we dear. went back Right after Angelique was Macy Gray, who I can't oh, wow. stand. Oh, I, yeah. I, I can't stand her. Her, oh. her voice is like nails on a chalkboard uh, to me. Well, it's an acquired taste. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, I've never acquired that taste. <laughs> so uh, so my friends went up to her trailer and they were knocking on the door and she gave them the cold shoulder. And I was like, yeah, see, I knew it. <laughs> and then we went back and we hung out with um, Angelique and her and the band signed. And then we saw Dave and his wife like 50 feet away. And that's when his wife was pregnant with the twins. Aww. And so we were like, are we able to, are we allowed to like go and say hi? And she's like, yeah, he's a great guy. His wife's fine. And so we went over there and I told him, um, you know, last year you did that breakfast with Kevin and Bean. And I told him what I did in order to sit behind him. I was like, yeah, people got to do something crazy. stupid or crazy to, to see it. And he, he looked at me and he's like, how did they know you did it? Did they have a camera on you? And I said, no, no, they didn't. But they were on the air, so you could hear it over the phone. He's like, that's rad. So at least I can say that that's I got, oh, you know, I got wow. the kudos from the guy that I did wow. it for because people were like, yeah, you, did you tell Dave that you dropped your drawers for him? <laughs> I said, yes, I did. That's and that's awesome. a break. <laughs> yeah, I actually yeah. have, I have the pic and then he he took a picture with us, so I have the, I still have the picture. Oh, room. we got to get a copy of that. Oh my yeah. god, uh, we, we, uh, we want yeah. pictures. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yes, you. We're gonna take a quick break, yeah. Bryant. Mm -hmm. I I love this. I know you two are both geeking out for tonight. I know you're gonna have a blast, and we definitely want to talk about the mansion days. Of course. So let's take a quick one. We are here with Bryant Horowitz. I should say, Doctor Bryant Horowitz, right here on Rogue Funnies Mayhem. This is Jennifer Pershing, Miss March 2009, with exciting news. 
The Rogue Bunny's next drop is almost here, and we want to know, what's in your NFT wallet? Only 69, yes, you heard that right, 69 unique Ordinals NFTs will be dropped on October 23rd in an epic exclusive collection. This Ordinals Founders Drop features Victoria Fuller, with each Ordinals displaying a gold key, aka VIP status. Not only will you have invites to our in real life events and direct access to the Rogue Bunnies, you also receive a Series 1 Rare Pack free, $190 value. Want more details? Sign up for info at ordinals.roguebunnies.com. That's O R D I N A L S.roguebunnies.com. It's time for you to go rogue with us. Welcome to the metaverse. We're back, Rogue Bunnies Mayhem. And you just told like the most amazing story, Brian. Yeah. That was so crazy. I'm now calling you Moons Over My Hammy. I never knew this. Dr. Moons Over My Hammy. Dr. Moons. That's right. <laughs> Dr. Dr. Moons. Moons. Yeah. I <laughs> see. I thought you were the president of the fan club because I was telling Jen that I remember at the mansion and I have to look for it. You had said, Hey, Brian, you want something really cool and rare? And he goes, They're doing this special CD that only members could get. Mm -hmm. And I actually bought one of those, mm -hmm. but it's, so, but so you were just part of the fan club. Is that how that yeah. was good? Cause I have that. Did that ever get released or is that still, is that rare? What the, is he talking about? I think he's talking about one of the warehouse CDs oh, okay. from, from okay. the fan club. Yeah. So no, there was no, it's not fan run. It's run by the band. So there oh, was gotcha. no president and okay. you know, oh, officers. Gotcha. Okay. I would have run for president, of course. But <laughs> and he would have been elected. Actually, you say that, but... I would have been vice president. Remember that, like, on the West Coast, we only get, like, six shows. Like, I always get mad at you because well, you're like, oh, I've got... that's why I would go coast to coast from being from New Jersey. Yeah. I would do my two shows here, but then I would go home to New Jersey for my three. So I would do five to six a year. Yeah. Well, I mean, we had five to six throughout, like, yeah. California and then maybe... Vegas mm -hmm. once in a while, maybe Arizona, something like that. But, but like, you took like special time off of work to go all to all those shows, though. Mm, I had to. Yes. yes yeah. Yes. Mm, yes. Yeah, I had to get permission <laughs> from Brian. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I had to grant. Those you were a Dave time. facilitator. <laughs> I was, wasn't mm -hmm. I? But remember, no, I remember you used to use all your vacation time for Dave. Yes, but we had an agreement, and that was your, that, and that was your holiday. Yeah, well, yeah, that that and, Super, that and Super Bowl Sunday, but I had the, our agreement every year was that I would work. Every single holiday that you needed me to, because yep. I didn't care. Yep. I would work Christmas. I would work, you yep. know, uh, New Year's. I would work all of those, right? And Thanksgiving, um, things, Thanksgiving whatever you needed. we do for Dave. I would do that. And I said, <laughs> the only thing I want in return is I don't want to work Super Bowl Sunday. And I want my time off for Dave. Yeah. And that was, that and was that, the agreement. And, and it was agreed. And, and it happened every year. That's a good, that's a yeah. good deal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Why trust take me, time trying when to find you... so, uh, someone that's willing to work the holidays. Right. And that's it. Right. I'm like, done. When did you two find out you like Dave Matthews together? Because we, you know what's fun is that, you know, Jim, we've talked about how we're family. Yeah. We all have our different friendships. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Dave Goria. Uh, what was the other chef? The one that discovered you actually at Steel Panther. Matt. Ma Matt. Matt Chin, Chin right? Yep. Matt Chin. I don't remember you going to any of the Steel Panthers. No, I, but he yes, was a Panther all the time. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Did you? I did. Yeah, for sure. I would go with Matt and Gabe. And, yep. and the And guys. I think we found out that we were Dave fans then, then because then. i was going to we that all, was the key club days yeah okay we prior, to, other, house prior to house of blues yeah. yes because that was like it was almost like 2007 2008 yes and then i was 2009 so mm -hmm. we hung out 
for a long time before I even mm-hmm. was going up to the mansion and all. It was almost actually weird the first time I came up for mm-hmm. a Friday buffet because you were like serving. Yeah. And I felt so weird because we were like friends at yeah, Panther. Yeah. And, and then now, now, I now he's like, drinks. hi, yeah. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, hi, I'll have some salmon. And I'm like, this is weird. Like, yeah. I don't like, I'll get my own food. Like, this is it. He's like, no, 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 you're fine. You're fine. Yeah, it was we, like weird. Yeah. We were actually hanging out the day that the original saxophone player, right. Leroy, passed away. We were at we that were both show. at that show at in, Staples Center. like tailgating or texting each other like, oh my God. When and, the, wow. When the news came out, yeah. And it was literally those two shows were like probably top five most memorable shows. Yeah. The first night was all the shows that he loved. Mm-hmm. And the second night was all of the show or all the songs that he didn't like to play. And that's when I got my number 41 again. Yeah. They opened the show with Bartender. Yep. And there was not a dry eye in the oh house. Oh, my God. Bawling. Just yeah. all of us bawling. I'm like laughing. I'm well, so unfamiliar with any of this. Of it's guys. like, oh, yep. my gosh. Uh, it know, it's funny that you mentioned that because when you're saying that you're up at the mansion and Bryant is there serving, mm-hmm. you know, we did have strict rules yes. about fraternization. Yes. And I remember one time I got taken into the office and GM was talking with me and just going, look, <sighs> Everybody lives in this town and, you know, we have the no fraternization rules. And this is where I had a straight out time to go, look, how do we, we go out Yeah, and we all happen to like music. We all happen to go out to the same places. So are we supposed to be rude and ignore the girls that we see at the house? I go, trust me, none of us are trying to hit on the girls. We're our, they're our friends. And if anything, we're protecting them. Yeah. Like we felt more comfortable wherever we were because we had like a, Yes, like five are. or six guys from I the was, mansion that were like hanging out with us. I and was, they would just, yeah, you know. I was just talking to people about this. And it's like you have people who are coming in 18 years old. They're not even adults yet. Yeah. They've never been outside of their own community. And then they're coming here and they're not feeling comfortable. And we are not allowed to fraternize, but we're also supposed to make them feel welcome. We're supposed mm-hmm. to let them know. We give them the tours. When they first come in, we are the ones that they are relying on yeah. to the help them out. The yeah. butlers, yes. The girls always know. And the butlers, the first people you meet. Butlers, yeah. the ones they introduce you around. Right. And the they butlers take the care of you. you like right. you, anything that you like want or need, that's who you're talking to. You develop like a rapport with them. You know, I can't remember how many conversations we had in the Mediterranean room many, about many, many. Day, like he would just come in and be like, "Did you see what they played last night?" And everyone's like, "Oh God, here they go." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, they all would like, move into the dining had... room, and there would just be me and him in the med room, that's just yes. like Derek, like talking about Dave. <laughs> it was. It was a weird, fine line that yeah. we were like, you, you were not creepy. Yeah, no. We were just, we had s- certain like common interests. Right. Too bad he didn't have that rule with some of the guests um, who, <laughs> when you walked in and you were new, would be a target for said people oh. in the group. Who are you talking? It's like, if we're, this is a safe space, remember? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk? I'll, and, write, I'll write it down. <laughs> Just initials. Well, <laughs> you know who it is. Well, the, the thing, but I mean, the thing is, is that I think uh, after a while, 
Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, uh-huh. anyway, yeah. Uh, we're not going to say that yep, name out no. loud. Um, but um, yeah, we all knew. You know, yeah, like I was warned ahead think, of time. I think as time went on, and even Mary knew, and you know, it, it, especially like when I got to do start doing the radio show, mm-hmm. yeah. and I said to go, Mary, you know, I mean, you have to go out I've and gotta do go out and, and do things, yeah. and, and and I go, you know, everyone's safe, and and she knew that we we're all hanging out, yeah. and, and I go. These are our friends. We we literally our group. You got even though like I'm boss yeah. at the place. Mm-hmm. I'm not boss after. And I would always tell no. everyone to go go. You, don't you no ever treat me clock. like a boss. Don't I go? Yeah. I am just a dude. We are all hanging out. Yeah. Let's have fun. I'm just playing my role and doing my responsibilities. And, was, and that's what was so cool. We'd yeah. all hang out. Yeah. Was and he then more of course, worried? Were they more worried about their dating going on? And yes, drama that's happening what they because of yeah. dating I, as of opposed to really being friends. But it was no. like Steel more. Panther. Everyone went yeah. to Steel Panther. Well, like I feel like that's why I'm a playmate because Holly wanted to go to Steel Panther, and that was yeah. her way to yep. get out of the house. At midnight on a random night because i was shooting my stuff backstage yeah like that was yeah. like steel panther was like the glue yeah i can do you one better when we filmed the show when we started filming the show over oh, the girls uh, next door girls next door when we started filming girls next door the first like three or four episodes like we knew hef's watching the dailies and all of a sudden the girls are coming in and we're you know we were never like hands behind your back type of yeah, butlers but yeah. like we were like okay hef's watching us he never watched. He never came into the pantry, yeah. so we were able to be like casual with you guys. And now we're like, what are we supposed to do? And even <laughs> what Kevin, do we do with Kevin Burns hands? came in <laughs> after like the third or fourth episode that they filmed, and he's like, Bryant, you guys are just statues. And I was like, what do you think? Like, we're told never to fraternize, and now Hef's watching us on yeah. film. Yeah, like, what do you want us to do? I don't want to lose my job. I'm not getting paid for this. This is part of my right. regular job. You're just shoving cameras in my face. And then the next thing you know, you're and a then, cheerleader. Well, yes, but, <laughs> but, but perfect that, segue. Yeah. But that—that's when Burns was like, "No, no, no, I'll get the okay from Hef." You know, Brian, I like the Girls Next Door show. Did open up those fine lines that a lot of people didn't know about. Mm-hmm. Um, you know how they talk about the fourth wall? Mm-hmm. You know, I always love the the old show is at Three's Company and Mr. Roper looks mm-hmm. over and he makes the joke and he breaks the fourth wall and he yep. makes it. I loved, I just always love that. I still do it myself. Um, but like you said, now the boss was actually seeing us. Right. Interact. How we were. Yeah. This is how it was. I mean, was all the girls. he was working. He yeah, wasn't he never, watching right, you right. interact. But yeah. all the girls came to the butler's pantry. Mm-hmm. Right. That's where, well, come on. You're going to order food. You're going to go to the butler's. That was kind of a magical place, though, yeah. because there, I would always poke around and go, what's in here? Yeah. What's going yep. on? And, like, notes and, like, things. Yeah. And so, yeah. Like, uh, that was an interesting place to be. Plus, I'd always get my free magazines from there. Yep. Oh, a funny one. Okay, so let's talk about Girls Next Door, right? Okay, sure. So let's talk about... um. So I remember, so when they were doing test shots and pilots and they were going to do uh, Hef's World yes, and trying to figure out how the show was going to go, they wanted to see about the soup. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. And, of course, because uh, I, I was the one that explained it. <laughs> exactly. So how did we determine who had to take it up? Because it was a big, heavy <laughs> yes. tray. It was a big, heavy tray. I mean, it was. You know, and you have to hold it steady. You don't want to tilt it. The soup would just literally, because remember, the chefs would fill that soup bowl. Yes, they would. Right to the brim. So you've got this metal cover on there. You don't want to have to hand it to him, which was a difficult thing to yes. do, putting it in bed. And then he's pulling on it. If that thing is just slightly sipping it, what do you got? Hot soup all over the box. And we also had female butlers finally at this time. Yes. And so it was the tray itself was super heavy. It's a balance issue. You have to walk up all the steps and then you have to put the tray down, knock on the door, pick the tray back up when he lets you in. 
it was it was a chore. So although people were really excited to do it when they first started working there, oh, like Michael, over soup. right? I get to go serve. You but when you're when yeah. you're but seasoned, after a while, when you're, you're like, seasoned veterans like uh, us, we're just kind of like, well, all right, who's going to do it now, right? <laughs> So we devised a system where we would take playing cards and we would put them out and we would say, pick a random card. And these and are the playing cards that are, Mary O'Connor would use and, and Hef would use right, these for were gin the, night or Mary would do nights. Right. And all those with the, decks with always the crows? Had, what got was sent it, the to old the crows? pantry. Right. So we had, we had decks of cards like crazy. So millions of cards. Millions of cards. So what we would do is we would just go, okay, pick a card and whoever got the lowest card, you'd be the one to take up the soup. And- when Hef saw the daily for that, <laughs> oh no, he got Amazing. he got a little he felt a little insulted. Oh, a little hurt. He he, he misunderstood. It was a total it was a, it was a right. difficult well, task. So you know? so so he he even asked me. He said, "So so the lowest card takes up the soup." <laughs> <laughs> and I said, "And I I said, oh man, I said I so said it's a bad thing." Not I a said good thing? I said yes, sir, but um. I could easily change the game so that the person who gets the highest card takes up the soup. Would that make you feel better? And he's like, actually, yes, it would. Aww. And so from then on, we changed it to whoever got the highest Aww, card so would take up the amazing. soup because it wasn't a chore. It was a prize. Yeah, it was a reward. It yep. was a reward. Yeah. Why wouldn't you just put the soup in a little thermos? I was going to suggest the top of this thing. No, no, but I do. no, no, no. Nope. But but before you rang the like knocked on the door, like you just poured the soup in. <laughs> yeah, that would have been. And you put it in the hallway, and then you just yeah. put the. You nope. know, I mean, how do you no. describe to people the details, right? That had yeah. to go into serving. There was the a meal. book. There was a book. There was, there was, was a pictures. Book. Wasn't there like you had to have a certain amount of like perfect potato chips? It was crackers. Um, crackers. It was saltine okay. crackers. You had to have perfect ones. You couldn't have brown edges. You couldn't have broken ones. So we literally had to dig through the box now, and make yeah, that, sure. That's, just, that's just a good rule for life. But wait, yeah. so I'm I'm remembering because I used to order tomato soup all the time with crackers. You're not half. We didn't care what crackers looked like when we gave them. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'll eat any cracker you had if it was free, but... I don't know if it was him that came downstairs. He's like, you know, if you put a little cream cheese on those crackers, that soup would taste a lot better. Like, was that something that he did? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. forever yeah. after that, now I put cream cheese on my saltines when I eat tomato soup. And, oh, and my like, God. Was that the soup he had? It was tomato soup? No. Or? He, was had, he had Lipton's instant chicken noodle soup. Amazing. The box. In the box, like I mean, you like what shit. you like. <laughs> but, but do you remember what the tray looked like? Mm -hmm. I guarantee you have it memorized. Of course. What did you have? You have up over in the right hand corner. When we be? had the basket, we had to have the the napkin folded the right way, okay. so that you could fold it double over. Okay. Meaning for the crackers, crackers, right? Yep. Top right was the cream cheese. Top left was the applesauce, and then we had the napkin and the spoon. And then what did you pull from the freezer? From, right, the, right? from the freezer, we pulled the the chilled glass, and we had to pour the whole milk, and that was in the top right corner. Had his own crystal glass. Oh my glass god! You had milk on the tray frozen. too. Yes. Milk yes. and soup. Yes. Yes. No, it just how to get that up. The, those yes. stairs are like those stairs. And the tray they get was pretty heavy. narrow. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. I remember you guys. I mean, so your you guys arms always must have just been in perfect condition. Like, <laughs> well, because all the time. people yeah, would bring that up, and it would be like it's like some CrossFit. Like, yeah. No, it was. <laughs> I always 
thought that when you guys would walk well, up with that tray. That, yeah, that, that looked. And did anyone ever spill? Chairs and, yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh really? yeah. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah, it would suck because then you're bringing it back down. Oh my god. Whoever the chef was on duty at the time would be pissed because they'd have to hurry up and rush it. Now the boss is sitting there waiting for it. Remember? Yep. And what did you oh. hear? <laughs> Where's my soup? Yep. Yep. And uh, it's like, sir? how do you explain it? Uh, wow. Spilled it, you know? That's I how mean, he stayed thin his whole life. He was not like, he had his things that he liked and he ate simple kind of things, yeah. really. I mean, yeah. But it I, wasn't like extravagant stuff. Well, very mid Midwest menu. That's yeah. unreal. Lipton soup, crackers, <laughs> and some We need to get no, Lipton's Here's a funny thing, sponsors. right? He, ha- he was such a creature of habit that yes. he had his certain meals yeah. that certain times you knew when it was. Yep. You could tell something was up when you look at the clock, you're like, he hasn't ordered his soup. Yep. What's going on? Or Mary would call down. Has he ordered his soup? No. I was like, what's going on? Something's not right. Because he was such a creature yeah. of habit with timing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I remember when we'd come into the butler's pantry. Remember the, the black book? Of course. I mean, for, for our listeners, everything was written in that thing. Everything. We had to write who was on the property, what time they came on, what time they yep. came off, when we served him his soup. To the minute. Every single person from management, we all came in. And when we started our shift, the first thing is, is you went to the black book. Yeah. That Mm -hmm. would tell you what you missed from the time you left the day before. And we could see everyone. You flip the back page. Okay. I left at this time. Who was the butler on? Who was the kitchen? Remember every meal was signed by who made it. Yes. By who served it. Mm -hmm. I've got a big question for you. Talking about in the black book that we would see- but I'm looking at the time. We're going to have to wrap this show up. Mm-hmm. So if you have, I know you guys want to get to Dave Matthews. Sounds like a part can two. can we do a part two? Is, of course. Is it cool? Because yes. I want to keep going. And sorry, everyone listening, you're going to have to listen to part two because I've got a really fun question. We are Rogue Bunnies Mayhem and the Mayhem Continues. Hey, Mayhem Familia. Don't forget to click, like, and subscribe. And tell all your friends. Also, visit us at rbmayhemshow.com. That's rbmayhem, M-A-Y-H-E-M, show.com. And I want to give a special thanks to Dapper Labs, Flow, Gig Labs, and also Flow Score. And the Mayhem continues!